Good morning, friends. If you have been with me previously, hey, I'm so glad you're back. I'm so glad to be back. And if you're here for the first time, welcome to the conversation. When I say I am so glad to be back, you can't even imagine. I will definitely get into where in the world I have been and what was going on and what took me so long to get back and all of that. I'm going to talk about some changes and some things to come. I know I said that the last time we talked, but I promise you all there are some great things coming. Um, again, I want to say welcome back to my friends who have been with me before. and Thank you for coming back. So let me start with a recap. The last time we talked, um, well, the last couple of times, I announced that there was coming some exciting additions to the platform. Uh, I delivered a song, unedited, that I believe God used to express his heart to many people. Uh, If that was a blessing to you, thank you, God. Praise God for that. Then I came to the conversation a couple times, again, unedited, to explore and expose an issue that I was facing in forgiving some people. Um, I shared that oftentimes, and especially when we don't know what lies on the other side of our forgiving or what lies beneath the surface of those dark waters that I talked about of of forgiveness. Um, And I do want to say the waters are only dark again because we don't know what's on the other side of that. Um, Like, I don't know if I forgive you. Am I opening myself up to be hurt again? Um, Does that mean that our relationship goes back to what it was or what we were trying to make it, you know, uh, in mentorship or whatever the case may be? Does it mean that I um, um, just just that I become a welcome mat all over again for your whatever um, that I didn't like in the way you were treating me? We don't know what that means. And so. We hesitate sometimes to take a plunge into forgiveness. So I was stuck. I was stuck on that ledge, really unwilling to dive in, not afraid. Not afraid because um, the Lord had revealed to me some time ago that forgiving a person doesn't mean that, um, that things go back to the way they were. So... In this instance, uh, one of the persons that I needed to forgive, really forgive, um, was like a mentor and for me, to me. Um, and God was showing me that, no, it doesn't mean that, that I submit back under the leadership of this person. It just means I forgive them. I, I let go of bitterness. I let go of ill will, all resentment. I don't want to see any hurt, harm, or danger come to the person. In fact, my prayer for the person is that God would heal their heart and help them to move forward and move on. But it doesn't mean that I come back under um, whatever type of relationship or whatever the situation was. That's not what forgiveness is. Um, Honestly, in forgiving someone, when you truly forgive them, you're able to look at them through the eyes of compassion and see, uh, as God allows or as the Holy Spirit shows you, you're able to see where that person is and um, some things that drive them to do 
or act or be or say some of the things that they do. But you won't ever see that if you don't forgive them. And I know it's a challenge to try to see that first. Because in unforgiveness, really, the eye wants us to focus on the offense that was brought to us or the offense that was caused, the pain that was caused. The eye wants to drive our attention and keep our attention there. And so it is only through prayer, sincere prayer, that the Holy Spirit is able to draw our attention away from that so that we can really visit a heart of forgiveness. And once we can see that person beyond what they've done to us, um, we're able to pray. And once we can pray in sincerity, then forgiveness begins to 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 take hold in our hearts for them it's it's a, it's really miraculous it's really a wonderful thing so uh nonetheless i was i was on that ledge and like i said i wasn't afraid but i was really unwilling to take my eye off of what had happened to me so um Let's get into the conversation. I, I feel like we've already gotten in there. <laughs> but let's dial it back for a moment to forgiveness. Um, again, we don't want to walk in deception. Our freedom, our freedom actually lies on the other side of forgiveness. And I just touched on that a little bit um, about what it does for us, in us and through us. Now, Jesus said in John 16 and 33 that in the world you will have trials. And this is, I'm I'm making a point about how our freedom lies on the other side of forgiveness. So Jesus said in this world you're going to have trials and tribulations, but be of good cheer or don't be discouraged. I've overcome the world and deprived it of its power to harm you. So the part I want to focus in on is you're going to have trials. What is a trial? A trial is a test of the performance or the qualities, the suitability of someone or something. So my point, as long as we are living and breathing in this earth, our performance in our Christendom or our Christ life or our, um, life to be like Christ how we do is going to be tried Um, why? because the devil wants nothing more than for us to die in sin so that we don't spend an eternity with God and God also tries our faith the Bible says he tries our faith so we're going to be tried in our belief in our confession and in our professions, those things are going to be tried. And as long as we live and breathe, we will not pass every one of those trials. Sometimes, you know, we're going to miss the mark. And sometimes it's just going to be, honestly, tell the truth. It's going to be flat out deliberate. Deliberate disobedience. That's not funny. 
but it is. I mean, sometimes we do things we know we shouldn't do, and we do them anyway. That's a failure of a child. That's a failure of our Christ-like life. You know, at that moment, we fail when, whether we choose or not choose, we miss what God says, and what God requires, what he wants. So, as long as we live and breathe, that's probable, right? But Jesus also said in Matthew 6 and 15 that if we don't forgive others, God will not forgive us. Our Father in heaven will not forgive us. So forgiveness is absolutely to our benefit. Okay? And um, and I just said that as long as we live and breathe, we're going to be tried. And sometimes it's going to be willful and deliberate acts. And I was willfully and deliberately not choosing not to forgive, not to allow my focus to be changed from offense to see what another person was going through or where they were or what's driving them so that my heart could forgive. I was deliberately not doing that Um, to my point I just made. So um, deliverance lies in obedience. So where have I been? Right there on that ledge, (laughs) stuck in anger and bitterness. And friends, it is in that place where Satan, our enemy, has access to everything. He had access to our thoughts, our words, our perceptions, um, how we see everybody and the world around us. And I can just imagine and hear somebody saying, well, he has that anyway. But he shouldn't have. He shouldn't have that access. The Bible tells us that death and life is in the power of our tongue. That's in Proverbs 18 and 21. So we have the power and the authority to create our world, right? So the devil should not have access to our thoughts, our words, our perceptions. He shouldn't. He can only introduce a thought. He should never have the ability or the power, and he does not have the authority to change our view, to manipulate our words, to um, manipulate our thoughts. He can only introduce Okay? He can't give us anything new. He can't, he can't create, so he can't give us anything creative. He only introduces, and he introduces thoughts and um, words. He introduces thoughts based on the things that we meditate on. When we have thoughts, the Bible tells us, and um, I'll find it, it tells us to cast down, in Corinthians, to cast down Thoughts and imaginations. It's Second Corinthians 10 that the Bible tells us to cast down thoughts and imaginations that exalt, that exalt themselves against the knowledge of Christ. And so the thoughts that we choose not to cast down are the thoughts that the enemy will continue to expound on. 
So if I'm having a thought, for example, in unforgiveness, I'm having a thought about a person or this person that that did or said whatever. I'm in that thought. Now, I've already asked for forgiveness for myself. I've already confessed forgiveness to the person. I forgive them. I let, I'm letting it go. I'm not holding on to anything. I've already done all of that. But then a thought is introduced about something that happened or a memory that happened. Okay, well, you remember when she did this? Hmm, I do remember that. Now, I can choose to sit and ponder on that. I can choose to sit and and then that will, (laughs) and then it snowballs. It goes from that one thought to, oh, and then I, and then, and then this, and then that happened. And then she did that. And then she said, and she was always saying stuff. And she was always doing, and it just grows and grows and grows and festers. I didn't cast the thought down. He didn't bring a new thought. He couldn't. <laughs> he couldn't. He couldn't bring something to say, do you remember when she pushed you out of that car? No, because she never pushed me out of a car. So he introduced something and then he continues to introduce more and more. And then next thing you know, somebody calls on the phone or I get to talking to somebody on the phone and we get in conversation about what they did or what she did or what she said. And that's the enemy compounding what I refused to cast down. So let's dial it back. He can come and say, you remember when she said this? I do remember that. But you know what? I forgive her. Father, I ask you in Jesus' name to help her. Touch her heart, Father, so she doesn't do that to someone else. That's how I'm casting that thought down and letting go of it and moving on. I'm not holding on. I'm not taking that and putting that back in my pocket so that I can reflect on that again. That's my point. He can't bring something new. He introduces something based on what I allow to sit in my heart and fester. And so then... Remember I said, remember I just said in this example, somebody calls on the phone. Now, I didn't cast the thought down. Somebody calls on the phone. So then we get to talking about it. And now I'm releasing words all over again. All over again. I'm releasing words. And so now, again, I'm shaping, I'm reshaping my world. And now I'm still at the precipice of that high place needing to jump over into forgiveness and I'm still stuck because I just allow an introduced thought to invite more thoughts to encourage me to release words that I should have left alone and let go of a long time ago. So that's where I was. (laughs) And so then with that though, when that's where I am, that's where we are, then he has access to our perceptions and the perception of the world around us. So that's where my heart and mind is. So now he's introducing other things that don't have anything to do with where God wants me to be or what God put in my heart to do or what he told me to do. So now I'm not thinking about I'm not thinking about recording an episode for the podcast. I'm not thinking about composing any music. I'm not thinking about writing any songs. I'm not thinking about praying for anybody. I'm not thinking about any of that. All that's on my mind is what this person did and how I remember what she said. 
and how it affected me. And now, everything that happened, I'm telling you, this is where I was. Everything that began to happen in my life, everything that I see, I attributed it back to. Did I say too many Ds? Attributed it? Okay. I attributed (laughs) it back to when that happened. Man, if I had never come in contact with her, I'd have been all right. When I came here, God had so much for me, and I missed so many problems. I've wasted so much time. And so now, did you hear this? I've wasted so much time. Now, I'm feeling depressed <laughs> because I feel like, oh, oh, woe is me. I've missed God, and I've wasted so much time, and surely God doesn't still want to do what he said he wanted to do. Surely he doesn't. Man, I missed that. Now God is going to raise up somebody else. So now I'm t- I went from <laughs> not from zero to 100, but from 100 from 100 to zero. Wow. Wow. Hmm. So here I was shaping my world and it was not not in a shape that would glorify God. So that's where the enemy had his greatest influence. And it all stemmed back to me being in a place of unforgiveness. Man, so important. I got it. Last time I talked to y'all, I was like, I ain't got it, but I'm getting, I, I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. I am so tired of being in that place. I got it. I got it. We're not standing there. We're not standing there anymore in unforgiveness. We're not. That's over. So I was releasing words that I shouldn't have created a very stressful and spiritually hindered world around me. So true to form, the devil came right back in with fear and doubt again and then confusion. So you heard all of that, all of the self-doubt and all of that, which only amplified, the confusion only amplified the doubt. And so, needless to say, I was standing still. So, how did we come out of that? Man ought to always pray. That's in Luke 18. One day, I received a text message. I wasn't looking for it, didn't ask for it, but I got a text message um, that outlined uh, and explained a little bit about the different prayer watches that the Bible talks about, you know, the hour of prayer or this hour of prayer. And on the third watch, they were praying. And if you've heard those um, references before, but it outlines the different prayer watches that the Bible Um, depicts what they mean and what's happening in the spirit realm at those different hours and uh, I was intrigued and I thank God for it because it sparked an interest and I began to um, pray after that fashion so it's, it's in quarters so three hour blocks I began to pray and, and really seek God. And before I received it, honestly, I was still, God, please help me. And Lord, help me and show me. I'm still praying. Um, but when I got that, my prayers became more focused. 
and I was honing in um, at different times of the day based on what's happening spiritually. I was honing in on different things and I began to see myself where I was. I, I mean, I saw it. I didn't really see how I was remaining there and I didn't see a way out. I knew Jesus the way out, but I didn't see like a, a step by step, take a step um, to step out of this. And so when I get, began to focus my prayers, I began to see things around me change. The things weren't changing, but my understanding and my perception was changing. So I was seeing, uh, for example, things at, at my job. The Lord began to show me how I was allowing a spirit of anger to really influence me throughout my day. And then he was showing me simple and small changes to make. And as I began to implement those changes, I began to see myself stepping out more and more of where I was. So as I'm stepping out and I'm seeing more around me and I'm uh, making changes in myself and acknowledging, and I, I wanted to share something with us. Do you know that if we don't acknowledge where we are when the Holy Spirit shows us, we will stay in that place, if not go deeper into darkness. God never shows us something about ourselves to condemn us. He said, I did not come to the world to condemn the world, but that through him, the world might be saved. Might. And that might depends on our actions once he shows us where we are. So when he was showing me where I was, I just repented. Repent doesn't mean ask forgiveness. Repent means to change your way of thinking. So when he would show me something about myself, oh, now I did ask for forgiveness, but I also said, Holy Spirit, help me because I don't want to do that. I don't want to be there. And when I would acknowledge it, own it, confess it, and repent, he would show me. Oh, don't do this. Did you notice that when you go to work on your way to work? <laughs> I can laugh about it now. I can laugh about it then, honestly. Anger, y'all, man, it is it is awful. It is a, a very dangerous, dangerous, dangerous spirit to house because when you act out of when we when we act out of anger and rage, we're acting blindly. I mean, we we really there's a reason why it's called blind rage, because you really don't see anything. You really don't see anything. It's the aftermath that you look and see all of the destruction. So he said, OK, look at this. Do you notice that when you're on your way to work, you're, you're enraged, you're angry? I'm talking about can nobody drive. People can't, they still don't drive very well, but you can't drive. You can't get there fast enough. Don't want to be there. It's like, and I was like, oh my God, I do see this. But you notice how calm you are? This is the Holy Spirit telling me. You notice how calm you are on your way home? Wow. Wow. So what changes do I need to make, Jesus? So that, because I don't want to be this way. Y'all, blood pressure was going up. It, probably cholesterol, everything else, but baby, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it's, it's, you I said, I've got to make some changes. Some things have got to change. It's got to change. 
So he began to show me stuff and I began to make those changes and I saw myself stepping out. And so in time, I started to see where I had just completely fallen. Now, I knew I knew I had not recorded anything. I knew that. But then I started hearing, I started getting comments like a friend of mine asked me, when are you going to? When are you going to make another recording? And I thought, I was like, oh, my gosh. I was like, you listen? She said, of course. I was like, oh, my God, I had no idea. So that happened. And then my son came to me, Mom, don't forget about your podcast. You know, he was, God, the Holy Spirit was sending words to encourage me and build me up and put me back in the place when he gave me this great vision. So I continued to take the steps and make the changes as the Holy Spirit let me now I can't it doesn't do me any good to be extremely detailed with what steps and what changes because my changes and my steps may not be yours but it is necessary to note that he's going to show you you he's not showing you everybody else first he's going to show you you and when you want the change you acknowledge that there needs to be change or you acknowledge that what he's showing you is not pleasing to him. Acknowledge what he shows you. Repent and you want to move forward. He'll show you what changes need to be made, right? So, I'm back. <laughs> I'm back and I'm so excited to be back. I'm so excited of everything that is to come. Everything that is to come. Um... The song that I put out there, if one big change that is that is uh, I'm excited about is a change in the dialogue of this this presentation. I want to hear from you. I want to hear from you. So if you want uh, prayer requests, especially, or if you got a question about something that was said, you want me to expound on something that was said. If you if you're dealing with something. And you want to bring it up in conversation. I invite your voice to the conversation, not just mine anymore. I invite your voice. You can send it by email at now sing with me 222 at gmail.com. You can visit the website. At Now We Sing, we've had our first ever women's retreat, Heart of Healing Women's Retreat, because um, I believe God wants us to know his heart for our healing, our healing in every area, now, whether it be emotional or physical, spiritual healing, God has heart for our healing, and he wants us to know that heart so that we can walk in that healing. And so we've had our first first women's retreat and we those will increase probably to maybe twice a year. Um, I'm seeing, but that's the, it, the first one was phenomenal. It was very relaxing. It was very informative. It was wonderful. It was a wonderful retreat. Um, you can visit the website if you want to post something there, if you want to see upcoming events, if you want to read, uh, or listen to the other podcasts. Um, that's 
singwithme.com or remnantnationworship.com. Um, you can write in to us. You can email to me, not us, I apologize. Write in to me or email me. Um, but the bottom line is I want to hear your voice on the other end. So I invite you to solicit also on the website, singwithme.com or Remnant Nation Worship. You can hear new music as songs are released. Um, the song that I did share with uh, me, share in a in an episode uh, some time ago. The song that I did share it is for sale. Um, it's on Bandcamp.com. That's Bandcamp one word dot com. It is also available on the website. A, rem- a remnant nation worship um, singwithme.com it's available there um, if you want to hear new music the new music will be posted on the website as it churns out retreat information will also be posted on the website as it comes out and just want to encourage you want to hear your voices and again prayer requests you can submit them on the website you can submit them via email. Again, the email address is now sing with me 222 at gmail.com. Um, again, I want to say thank you all for coming back and welcome to those who are coming. And if you received anything, share it with someone so that they can be blessed too. I so look forward to hearing from you again and um continuing the conversation friends so for now whatever time of day it is in your day make it a great day